we're back. Playoffs, Hobby Ballers edition. Here we are, Devin Whitaker, Nick Sigmund, ready to roll. It's the two of us again, it always is. Uh, you know, happy Father's Day to my dad, Devin Booker. Uh, yeah. Daddy Devin just uh, went off in the game one. <laughs> Shout out to my, uh, my dad, Jimmy Butler. He's probably growing his hair out like that right now, like he does in every offseason, getting tipped for the next year. So, shout out Jimmy Butler. Crickets. No, but uh, all seriousness, we're uh, recording this in between the fun day of basketball. We have game one of uh, Clippers Phoenix. So, we'll, well, obviously, we'll talk about that. And then in an hour or two, there are game seven in the East between uh, Atlanta and Philly. So, it should be a good one there. But before that, we'll kind of talk about some of the, if you're ready to, are you ready? Let's do it. NBA news. Yeah. yeah, we'll hop into some coach and GM stuff going on. Um, I'll be honest, like some of these I'm kind of following with, but some I'm not really sure if you want to kind of take over. The Steve yeah. Clifford deal I kind of know a little bit about. but I think I have all of them here. In the in the East, we have Clifford and Scott Brooks. I don't think I'd miss anybody. Both yeah. of them gone. Steve Clifford, I think he's one of those older coaches that just doesn't quite have it anymore. You saw it with Stan Van Gundy as well. Scott Brooks is out. I think he might get a job somewhere. If not, he'll be an assistant somewhere, kind of like we saw with Dan Tony. Um, mm-hmm. And I think some of the big names, the biggest name we'll get to in a minute, Terry Stotts, I think we talked about that. He's out. He could have a job somewhere. I wouldn't mind seeing him in Indy. Van Gundy's yeah. done coaching. He's Stan Van Gundy's done. I don't think anyone's going to take another chance on Van Gundy. He, I just think he's too old for this, yeah. for this league. You said, that with, uh, you said that with Clifford, too. He's just kind of an old-time yeah. coach. I mean, they were both very winning coaches. They were both good coaches. But look at Stan Van Gundy's last two stints with the Pelicans and the Pistons. Neither one of them went well. And, um, and then the big name is Rick Carlisle. Mm-hmm. Sort of strange. The The situation was kind of weird, right? He sort of left, and they didn't really yeah. get rid of him. Yeah. There's some weird stuff going on with Dallas and the organization there. Yep. With Luca, with the coaching staff, there's weird stuff going on. Porzingis as well. Um I mean, I think it's kind of just a sort of a rough time for an organization when uh, you lose the same team in the playoffs two years in a row. And both series, I think you could have won. There's pieces that uh, I think Dallas lacked more pieces than uh, L.A. did there. And or their pieces didn't perform. Uh, Porzingis, obviously. And uh, I don't know. It's just sort of a rough time for an organization. I don't think there's any panic, though. Luca's 22 years old. He's young. He's already one of the best few players in the league. Um, they'll find a good coach. Apparently, Luca likes her assistant a lot. He's made comments about the assistant before. Um, but on Rick Carlisle, he's probably the most coveted head coach out there now. He's one of yep. the most successful areas. He's a good coach. And I would love to see him back here in Indy. He was here before. Right. He wasn't a great coach. He wasn't a great coach when he was here before. He was decent. But I think he's grew a lot with Dallas. He was in Dallas for 14 years. I would love to have him back in Indy. Maybe he'll come back here. There's rumblings, though, if Milwaukee goes south, that he could be in Milwaukee. Yeah. That's what my sources in the league say, that uh, Carlisle could go to Milwaukee. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, kind of piggybacking off coaches, I mean, Budholzer, a guy that might have just saved bacon last night, Giannis, uh, he should be getting a fat Christmas card from uh, the uh, Budholzer family. James Harden and Kyrie Irving should send him one for being out of that series. They don't win that series without them. But we'll get to that series here in a bit. But um, Yeah. Yeah, I think I hear all the coaches. The GM for Dallas is gone as well. Um, He's been there apparently 22 years, something like that, 25 years. Um, So it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully they can keep Luka. I don't see Luka leaving that team. I could see him being kind of like Steph where he doesn't leave. But you never know. They got got to get rid of playoff P. 
and that's not Paul George. That's Chris Tasporzingis, playoff P. They got to get rid of him. He he does um, have the title as playoff P now. But do they wait? Do they wait to get rid of him? Do they try to see if his stock goes up again now, or do they wait until it possibly gets lower? That's the question. I think I don't know uh, if his stock could be any lower right now, so I think they have to wait and hope it goes up. Yeah, I don't see Dallas as like a championship team right now, like going into next year. I think they wait till the trade deadline, get his stock back up, get the hype around him back up, and then move him because I don't think I see Dallas in a championship form next year. Maybe one trade will maybe get him there during the trade, like right at the trade deadline. But normally, as we saw with the big three this year, kind of trade deadline stuff uh, doesn't always like come to fruition Yeah, with uh, Harden going to Brooklyn. But I don't know. I, I say you wait and get his stock back up. That's just my opinion, though. I think you get a stock up and try to get Carl Anthony Towns. I yeah. think it's a trade that should I, – I could see it happening. He, if he gets a stock back up, it would be a good piece to trade for Cat. I think Cat would compliment Luca perfectly. Uh, that would be that would be good. So, so let's dive into all NBA teams a little bit. Yep, we're gonna um, we'll go. Th- how do you want to go through these? Uh, we can just uh, I guess we read them off a little bit. Um, you want to read off the all NBA? Yeah, teams? I think the first team's pretty set in stone. Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Antetokounmpo, Kawhi, and Jokic. Which I think he gets the nod over Embiid just because he did win the MVP. Yeah. I think that team is. I don't know. I'm happy with it. I don't see. Any, any qualms? No, I don't think so. Uh, Kawhi could be on or off, depending on what you want there. Mm-hmm. Um, you could possibly slide Kawhi off of the forward, slide Luca up and put Dame or Chris Paul on the first team. I could see that. Because Luca yeah. Luca is one of those hybrids where he could have been guard or forward. Um, so that's the yeah. only thing I could – I would rather have Chris Paul or Damian Lillard on the first team over Kawhi, but Kawhi is not bad on there either. Right. And both of those guys you mentioned are on the second team. So the two guards are Dame and Chris Paul. And then the forwards, LeBron, Julius Randle, and then Embiid with that um, center's position. I mean, this one, pretty – I don't know. I agree somewhat. I agree. Maybe other than LeBron, it's just so weird. It's so hard. It's like, do you leave him off an NBA team because he's still one of the best few players in the league? Or – do you do you put him on because it's LeBron or leave him off because you know he didn't play right. that much? It's hard. It's weird with LeBron, but I'd almost rather have other players on here because um, mm-hmm. there's some guys that missed the cut that played more games. So, yep. But everyone else, I'm cool with. I think Willard and Paul definitely are on there. I think Randall is a lock. If you don't look at the playoffs, speaking of people, have to stop with saying, "Oh, this guy's all NBA in the playoffs after because it's a regular season award." Kind of like with Trey Young. You're like, oh, Trey Young was, wasn't an all-star. wasn't all-NBA. And so he wasn't in the regular season. So, but third team, I guess we can get to that next as well. Yep, the third team was uh, Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, and Rudy Gobert. Now, I'll let you kind of talk about this one if you want to. Yeah, I don't think Kyrie should have been on. But I honestly think the league probably – the voters probably wanted a net on there. Mm-hmm. because they were the second seed. So it would be kind of weird if they didn't have somebody on there. And I guess he played the most games out of all those guys. Um, I would have put Mitchell or um, Devin Booker, Daddy Devin, um, mm-hmm. uh, on there. Um, I would even possibly – how I would have done it is I would have I would have slid um, – I, I would have slid uh, – I have the list. I would have slid Jimmy Butler down, Jimmy Butler or Paul George onto the guard and put Tatum on there. Yeah, I think uh, I would probably would have argued Jason Tatum over Devin Booker. Um, 
just because the hot, yeah that, that's close and the sun's record was so good but i think uh celtics were they were a pretty solid team for a while and uh they slipped off towards the end but i don't know he jason tatum didn't miss like much significant time I think you need to get caught up in the playoffs, too. It's like Devin Booker should be on there now, you know. Um, but, yeah. Right, yeah. And maybe Zion and Bam on the forward fronts, maybe two slight snubs there. Mm-hmm. I would have had Zion possibly on here. It's hard to snub him, but the team wasn't winning yeah. games. So that's part of it, I think. I was uh, – I don't know about you, but I was shocked that Anthony Davis didn't make any of these three. He didn't play many games. I'm surprised they didn't vote for him. I don't think he deserved right. to make either one of these because he wasn't that good this year. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm surprised the voters didn't vote for him anyway because the voters, the voters love Los Angeles. They love that place. I mean, there's the big market bias among media members. That's why we should have our votes. Um, oh, yeah, me and you. At Adam Silver. Um, well, I'm adding him. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Or add him on this podcast. See if he will yeah, does, he have, does he have an Instagram? He's going to make the post. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe so. Uh, all defensive teams are all defensive teams. I don't know how much they mean. Simmons, Holiday, Green, Ante de Cupo, Gobert. Um, second team, Jimmy Butler, Missy Thibel, Bam Adebayo, Kawhi, Joel Embiid. I mean, those are always – a lot of the time it's who are the – sometimes the best defensive players and the best teams get it, you know. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Huge snub, TJ McConnell. Led the league in a, or <laughs> led the league in steals. TJ McConnell's good. He's gritty. Yeah. He's not yeah. like a lockdown defender, but he's gritty. Compazzo tries to impersonate him so much. Compazzo, yeah. Poor man. Poor yeah. man's McDonald. He really is. Composite. He played well, man. He played well. Yeah, sure. I'll die on this hill. <laughs> sure. But, um, um, but, yeah. I think that's all the news we have. You want to dive into some Western Conference reviews? Yeah, I'm so good with that. We just talked about Composite. You want to go through the Denver Suns series? Let's do it. Because it's the uh, quickest one. It might go by the quickest. Let's do it. But, yeah, um, we'll talk about uh, kind of the series as a whole, but just – Denver just they didn't have the pieces they weren't they weren't all there and they weren't good enough uh, plain and simple I mean Phoenix I keep I kept saying they were gonna get cold they weren't gonna hit shots and dude they're still on they everybody's playing good from whether it's uh gosh what's his name Tory Craig up to Devin Booker they're all playing well they all know their role a lot of it had to do with the um the chemistry made from the bubble it's they're a good team Chris Paul can we get a clap for Chris Paul? Chris Paul appreciation segment time. Chris Paul appreciation segment. What he had, it was insane. He didn't. He went twenty-two for twenty-two from the line or something. The average twenty-five points, like eight assists. It's it's crazy. I'm a huge Chris Paul fan. I love the guy. He's become underrated by some people in his career. Yeah. Shout out to Noah, who doesn't think he's a Hall of Famer, but he's clearly a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's awesome. That game four was amazing. I mean, I think it was the fourth quarter where he just got to the same spot on the elbow every single time and drained the shot yeah. every single time. I mean, if yeah. he wins the title this year, I mean, where is he sitting all time? Top 30? I think he will. I think I, he might slide into that top – I was listening to Bill Simmons' podcast. He said top, top 20. I think that's a bit bold. Yeah. I think if Chris Paul is able to win a title, as a little guy, you know, because he is right. – I think it really slides into that top 30. Maybe I'm being biased because I love Chris Paul. I think he's become mm-hmm. underrated in his career. But there's yeah, nothing like him left in the league. There's not another point guard like him. And I don't know if there's any, anything else like him coming again. 
Um, yeah. So it's pretty pretty crazy to see. Yeah, I mean, that's what he's missing is uh, an NBA title. Yeah. I mean, he's played MVP caliber seasons. I don't think he hasn't won one, but finished third multiple times. You know, yeah, just yeah. that's the elite club. But I mean, you look at all the teams he's been on; they've all been competitive. Even the Charlotte Hornet days, um, that organization didn't help him at all, and they were they weren't like a great team. They were solid. I think they might have made the playoffs. I'm not sure. That was kind of they, they were they were the play they were a playoff team. You know, yeah, kind of far back for me. I remember Chris Paul and the Clippers the most. CP3 and David West. Those days. Those, uh, David Hornets. West. Yeah. Made David West an all-star. I think top 30 is a pretty good place to put him. And uh, this 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 little run that he's had with the Suns definitely cements that. It's, but uh, going back to that, yeah, going back to that series, you want to talk about the uh, <laughs> the Jokic bear hug, the attack? Yeah. Look, I everyone was saying how it was soft for the NBA to throw him out. I thought it was a, I thought it was a flagrant two looking at it. I did. The – I, you can't just go after somebody like that, you know? Now, I don't think – Jokic isn't the guy to have malintention when doing that, though. It was really a spur-of-the-moment anger. It can happen to anybody. But I think when you wind up like that and go after somebody in anger, you know, I mean, of course, Cameron Crane sold it really well. But you could, he could have broke his nose. He could have done anything. So I think they had to throw him out. It wasn't going to matter. They were going to lose the game anyway. Um, But, yeah, that was an anger foul, but – Jokic is a good guy. He came up and apologized to him right when he walked out, right when he got eliminated, didn't throw a fit with the refs. But also on that front, it was really cool to see Devin Booker go up there and be like, hey, this is my team. You're not going to do this to my player. Yep. The Clippers wouldn't have done that. You think if somebody would have hit Terrence Mann, Paul George is going to defend them? No, it wasn't going to happen. Nah. But, um, yeah, angry Jokic. Shout out to Jacob Woodrow. Happy birthday. Hey. Happy birthday, yeah. Jacob Woodrow. And it's Happy his birthday, it's his, Dad. Yeah, and it's his dad's – it's his, uh, you know, Father's Day, Jokic. Jokic is Woodrow's father, so. Uh, that's awesome. I love these jokes. But, yeah, what you said about Jokic was perfect. He uh, – it was just kind of – they were down in a game four that they were going to lose. This just – when he was putting – he did he's doing pretty much everything he could and not getting the, not getting the results. Uh, I don't blame him for – well, I mean, you know, she never wind up and get somebody, but he, inst- like you said, instantly re- regretted it when apologized to Cameron Payne. And Jokic is a good dude. I don't know how people can hate the guy. Did you see his brothers? Dude, you mean his, like, <laughs> his clones? His, like, his posse, his little dude, goon? they had, like, tats all up and down their arms. Oh, I saw yeah. this thing that said, like, oh, they were, like, right on the streets and they were protecting him because they knew he was good at basketball. Like, they weren't letting him run the streets like them. That is awesome. That's the most I feel weird. like they're like high class, like mob. Oh yeah, it's definitely a mob mentality there. And did you see like three days after he was eliminated, he was like riding in some chariot? Like what yeah. is Jokic? His brothers are definitely like high up, and let's see, what's Serbian, right? Yeah, we could. Yeah, we could do a whole conspiracy theory about the Jokic because uh, they definitely have some kind of cartel going on, def- defending and protecting Nikola. Oh, they're they're in the mob, dude. Like if Cameron Payne oh. would have done something, like Cameron Payne might get killed. Cameron Payne's brother might be going missing right now. If uh... I think we have to do a Chris Paul appreciation podcast and then a conspiracy theory about how high Jokic is in the Serbian mob. I like it. We need to remember all these for the off season. We do. We do. But yeah, um, other kind of standouts from that series: Michael Porter Jr. Um, he played so well in that first series against Portland. And I think Monty Williams just found something. 
uh, that something was not that great of a defender yet. <laughs> They're going after him every single – like we always talk about he can be. Um, um, he was not – that was awful. They torched him. Yeah. Chris Paul and Devin Booker wanted that every single time. And every single mm-hmm. time they exposed him. They were getting anything they wanted. And also, there, you could see when they, when they were should have – you could tell they were told to switch screens. They were told to switch them. And he didn't want to. Either he didn't want to switch, so they drove to the rim and hit a bucket, or they switched onto him and hit it on him anyway. So it didn't really matter too much. Right. They exposed him. I think it was Chris Haynes came on with a sideline report. Like, Chris Haynes here. Um, Monty Williams said that they're trying to attack Michael Porter Jr. every time. It's like, well, we already saw it, but thanks, Chris. Um, it doesn't even take a big NBA fan to realize that. It just takes a casual basketball yeah. observer to be like, wow, they're attacking that dude. I think he wears – Number one, that guy is not good. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, sort of disappointing after the uh, series that he had against, uh, gosh, where are they, Portland? He's up for an extension, I think. They were talking about how if they're going to extend them. Apparently the GM wants to reward him. I don't know what you're rewarding him for. He's shown flashes, but I still think yeah. he's a risk. His upside is immense, but I think his downside is also pretty big. Um, dare we say shades of Andrew Wiggins? I don't know. Um, really interesting to see how much they give him if, if it's an extension and how much you're willing to pay somebody who's an injury risk. Right, yeah. And then um, do you kind of want to preview the uh, Suns Clippers now? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so game one, like we said, just kind of finished up and yeah. Phoenix did their Phoenix things and they were still on fire. There's not uh, – I keep saying they're going to – they're going to get cold one day, and they're proving me wrong. They're listening. I know they are. Every single one of the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> yeah. I love this team. It's one of my most fun teams to watch. I'm rooting for them the whole way. I have been since the start of the playoffs. I'm rooting for this team to go all the way. Well, after Miami got blew out, but we're not going to talk about that one. But this team is just so – it's such a good team. They didn't even need Chris Paul today to win because that's how good they are. They know what they're doing. They know, they know everyone knows their roles. No one wants more of a role. Mikel Bridges isn't complaining about shots, you know. I mean, it's such a good team. Jay Crowder, Torrey Craig, they just work in that team. I love it. I'm picking them to go all the way, bearing something between Chris Paul and Kawhi, what happened to them. I I love this team so much. Mikel Bridges is good, so good. I mean, I think he has potential to be an all-star. I know on Bill Simmons' podcast, he compared him to Jalen Brown. Um, so, yeah, that's my sons are – the favorites uh, rant. Yeah, I like that comparison to Jalen Brown. McCall Bridges um, kind of started out as just a shooter, but he showed flashes today and like this entire season that he can get to the rim. And there were many times that he was going in and uh, acrobatically finishing at the rim through contact as well. Zubach was kind of – Patrick Beverly was <laughs> everywhere underneath the rim if you kind of watch the game. But, um, he's small. yeah, he's – He's small, and McCall Bridges is—he's a good size. But yeah, Bridges is one of those guys. Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder didn't even play that well. He didn't play much either. Um, his shot had been, kind of been off. But they're going to other guys like Cameron Payne, um, Tory Craig. It's—they're—they're they're good all the way down. I, the Suns are my pick as well. I'm big fans yeah. of them. I'm but picking the uh, six as of now. I'm not sure. What do you think? What's that? Picking them in six right now. What do you think? Six. Um, it depends on kind of the Kawhi situation. I'm, I was going to talk about that real quick. The Clippers, uh, I don't know. 
they because correct me if I'm wrong, but game seven against whoever they just beat, they didn't have him, right? They didn't. He didn't play game six or seven again. The last couple games, yeah. And, uh, yeah, because Paul George kind of went off. It kind of depends on what Clippers team shows up. Um, outside of Paul George, Terrence Mann has been playing well. He kind of hosed my, me and my parlay today, or my dad's parlay. Uh, he needed one more point, and we would have would have been making some money. So I apologize, Dad, on Father's Day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, because I I told him Terrence Mann was good. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, look, I like Terrence Mann. Of course, that was a one-out game he had last time. That's not who he is. But I think it's a very high-level role player, possibly even a starter. And I don't know what took Tyron Lue so, so long to figure it out, that he's a good player. I like him a lot. He's a good defender. He can shoot. And he does really everything. I like – I'm a big Terrence Mann fan. I don't think he's going to be an all-star. I don't think he's that far. I like how you compared him to Shea the other day. Shy, yeah. I have not say his name. I've heard everyone says it both ways. But anyway, I feel like he's kind of like a poor man, Shea Gildas Alexander. I like, I like that, I like that comp a lot. Um, but yeah. So we'll see what happens to CP3. Pretty sure he has COVID. Pretty sure has to deal with him. That's what it looks like. Is that um, what the inside sources are saying? With health and safety protocols, but Adrian Wojnarowski's, you know, tweet every week about how many players had COVID. It was one. And they're keeping it really uh-huh. clean. So I think I think he actually has COVID. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Which, Which is scary. I, we've seen in the past. Yeah, that could be hard to come back from. Especially with the kind of the age he is. Not call him an old man, but. Old man CP3. Old man. Old man getting buckets still. And I think with Kawhi, I think he might have a torn MCL. They're keeping it so hushed. Yeah. What's actually yeah. I think there's something deeper they're just not saying. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think we're not going to see Kawhi the rest of this, uh, the rest of this series. I know playoffs. it sucks to say this, but I'm not getting a plane because this is cause this could be a finals where we see nobody that's ever been here before. Mm-hmm. The only guy left out of the four teams that are left, well, even the five teams that are left, because I guess Atlanta's still around. Kawhi's the yeah. only one that's been there. He's the only one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're either going to have Phoenix. None of those guys have been there, unless you want to count Jay Crowder. And then Philly and Atlanta. Or Milwaukee, none of those guys have been there. Right. So we're going to see some parody in the league. We're going to have possibly two new teams, a bunch of new players that have never been there before. That'd be and awesome. And they're young, too. They're all young. Yeah, it's fun. As yeah. of right now, I think I think it's going to be Milwaukee and Phoenix, and that's going to be a fun – that could be a fun, I fun love game series. Go small markets. <laughs> yeah, so you want to talk about Bucks and Nets some? Definitely, yeah. I wanna, we could do a whole episode on Game 7. Holy cow, that was awesome. Just last night finished up the uh, infamous Kevin Durant toe game. <laughs> oh. First of all, let's. Uh, Kevin Durant might be the greatest basketball scorer of all time. Oh, I think I think he is. I think he is. I think let's he get is. The greatest to ever score basketball. The greatest offensive player. He's not the, he's not the greatest shooter ever, but the greatest scorer ever, I don't think there's any question. Mm-hmm. I told my dad last night, we were sitting there watching the game, and they had like 12 seconds left. They were down by two. I'm like, well, the Bucks should have made a shot because now it's either going to overtime or they're winning. And I'll be damned if he doesn't make the shot to send it to overtime, almost to win the game. Isn't it crazy that half an inch half made the an inch. In them moving on or that being like an all-time great shot? It was half an inch. Seriously. 
because he completely 360 turned around. Yeah, that's – It was an amazing shot. Yeah. From an amazing player. He's, I think he's the best player in the world right now. Yeah, that's not even like a – not even a bold take. I think a I lot think of people – I think sometimes we get caught up in that last time. Goes, Kawhi, and we get caught up in this stuff sometimes. But, I mean, defensively, he's a great defender too, which is overlooked. He's the best scorer in the league right now. I mean, no one can do what he can do. Yeah. That was an interesting series. Um and Bilden Hoser's lucky that his guys came through. Yeah. And, well, uh, Drew Holiday. Guys, Drew Holiday. Guys that did go through. Was, yeah, I was about to say. He hit those two shots in a row, and then it was done. What did he shoot, like 30 times, too? He was like 3 of 20. It was bad. Yeah. yeah. And Middleton wasn't good either. Mm-hmm. Middleton took that shot. There was like 40 seconds left to win the game. I was shouting. I was screaming no at the TV screen. I did yeah. not want I, I wanted the ball in Yacht's yeah. hands. But I didn't yeah. think Middleton was going to hit it because he hasn't—he hadn't been good all night. Mm-hmm. And other guys that hadn't hit all night, dude. Joe Harris, I feel so bad for the guy. He had a rough end uh, of that series. I'm kind of a Joe Harris fan. I don't know why. I, I like love him. me a love me a good shooter, but yeah, he uh, he was off. And I hope Nets fans don't crucify him because he's been there so long. And yeah, you want to know a fun fact about that game last night? Only 11 players scored, which is the fewest in an NBA playoff game since the merger. Wow. 11 guys. When you think about that, like, it seems like, oh, that's not – that's kind of a lot. But, I mean, that's every starter plus one sub. Who was the sub? Oh, I have no – I don't even know if all the starters scored. I just know it was 11 players. I bet it was probably Pat Connaughton. Pat Connaughton. He hit a few threes off the bench. Yeah. I love me some Pat Connaughton. Go Irish. Notre Dame guy. Pat Connaughton's not bad. Yep. Didn't have been in the dunk contest a few years ago, but not bad. Yeah, that was weird. That's what I – that's why me and my dad were sitting watching there. I was like, I think he was in a dunk contest. And my dad's like, you sure it wasn't a three-point contest? Like, no, I think it was the dunk contest. He brought out the white men can't jump outfit, right? Yeah, I think he did. I think he did. Classic movie. But I think – I think the Bucks are very, very lucky to win this series. Yeah. There was that clip of Charles Barkley saying how dumb they were, and he wasn't wrong. When they were down yeah. 0-2, I thought they were done because they got obliterated. And then mm-hmm. sometimes the plays they were doing, like isolations when they should have been – when ball movement was working, when Giannis mm-hmm. shouldn't pull up jumpers. Seriously. Like there was that yeah. sad that showed his shot distance in game six was like 5.4. And then he started shooting jump shots again in the first half of game seven. Yeah. They finally got him back in the paint, and then they realized, oh, he's not missing when he gets in the paint because no one can guard him in, in Brooklyn. But it was frustrating yeah. at times to see what they were doing. Yeah, Bootenholzer, he's he's a head scratcher sometimes. It's just he kept running, kept running. I don't know if this was him or Drew, but he kept running sets for him and Middleton. Middleton, I would pick last night over Drew Holiday to shoot, but Middleton wasn't on. And I mean, you have the reigning back to back MVP, and he's barely getting the stuff he's good at. I don't know. It's it's strange. Yeah, certainly, certainly is. Yeah. Um, Brooke Lopez for. Forgot he was because a I don't know why he was still playing down the stretch. That made no sense. And I I yelled louder than I have in a long time at the TV screen when he stood there with the ball in the corner and threw it away. It's like, you guys have two seconds to shoot the ball and you're just going to pass it? Like, what's going on? You're seven foot two, take the three. If it misses, it misses. Like, what do you have to lose? Yeah, seriously. Like, you yeah, want Kevin Durant before. to get the ball in and tie the game up? It's like, what's happening here? Do you know who he is? Do you know who Kevin Durant is? Jeez, yeah. The leading scorer in uh, Nets history, Brooke Lopez. He is, yeah. Back <laughs> in his all-star days. 
kind of funny. But yeah. yeah. This is fun. Um, Philly Atlanta tonight. Quick you got, take, taken. You know, I, I swear, Philly should win. And it might be dumb to say Atlanta, but I think, dude, Philly, I don't, I don't know how good they are in their heads. Joel Embiid yeah. can get in his head a lot. He can. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. think Atlanta, they think they can, I, they think they can actually win. They're not afraid. They're not afraid of Philly at all. Zero. Zero bit. Trey Young has been amazing. Been one of the best players in the entire playoffs. I mean, Seriously. get to a spy. He's a great passer. Trey Young's special. He's a special player. And I feel like this has really come out the stage. People are going to recognize him as an all-star from now on. And I was never a Trey Young fan. You know this. Yeah. But he's becoming one of my favorite players secretly. Like, they're kind of like – I like the villain role. I like the villain role. I love it. It's so fun to see him touch the crowd, all the stuff he does. I'm becoming a huge Trey Young fan. Yeah. I think it's how I've always been. Yeah. I think it has a lot to do with uh, the team around him and kind of how they they feed off of each other. Um, John Collins is a player that I really, really like. Um, he's got the build of an NBA center nowadays. Kind of misses he, – he's not a great jump shooter, is he? Especially from three. He can get going. Um, yeah. He got around 37% last he's season. What, he wasn't as good this year. He's what you need with an NBA center. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. I think maybe a little bit of a bias towards Nate McMillan because I think uh, he wasn't great with the Pacers. But, I mean, I think uh, – He's been really good uh, in the series. Yeah, he has been. He's a good coach. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Atlanta on the road. They're gonna get it done. I think they look. If Philly comes out and they're in the right headspace, they're good. But I mean, Embiid has to. He just he makes me so mad sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like he's you the. You can look at the court and be like, wait, he's the biggest guy out there, like by far. It's like, Same. dude, you gotta take the ball. I'm not trying to be like Charles Barkley, but you gotta you gotta take the ball and put it in the post. But, yeah, he has to take it inside. He has to do that. Yep. He's bigger and better than anybody else on the court, by far. Yeah. He's got to take the game over. Seriously. I think uh, if Philly gets out to a big lead, Atlanta chips away just a little bit. They go on a little run. I yeah. think uh, Philly gets scared by that because they've blown so many leads. And uh, we could be in for a pretty fun fourth quarter. Um, I think late game stretch, I would give the nod to, uh, to Philadelphia because they've kind of – I, I would. They've cut – it's been weird. They've, like, cut leads pretty quick. I think it was game one or two. But, like, I don't know. Kevin Herter in the backcourt scares me with the ball. <laughs> I don't know who I trust on – Philly. that's my one worry with Philly. Is I don't know who they, have, who they can give the ball to and say, go get me a bucket. Sometimes yeah. it's serious, but you never know where you're going to get out of him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. You're going to get a third good game in a row out of Seth Curry? Well, I mean, I he's know. good. Are you going to get another great game out of him again? I don't know. I like uh, Seth a lot, but I'm saying you're going to get 20-plus from him. And I, I don't know if you're going to get that or not. But I think if it comes down to late games, I think I trust the shot-making ability of Atlanta a little bit more. I don't know. It, it should be a fun game. This is going to be a super um, fun game. If I don't, I don't know what to expect. Last question before we get off. If Trey Young wins this game, is was he a better pick than Luka Doncic? No. Not I, I love um, people getting riled up by that. Trey Young and DeAndre Aiden in the finals over Luca. Dang, that'd be kind of funny. And I will say, what do you? My final question for you: If Philly loses, is Ben Simmons gone? I think he has to be. It's that's kind of a scenario. 
it's almost eerily similar to the Kristaps thing because it's like, what do you do? Because right now his value is not great. I, I don't know. I, his, I think his not, value is good. It's definitely think, better than Porzingis's. Yeah, look, I guess. I just think – I don't think the dynamic works between him and Embiid. I don't think it does. No. If it's really lose, come out in this series. It's come out in this series a lot. If they lose a third year in a row, I think you have to move off of them. Because they tried the coaching change, bringing in Doc Rivers. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the final thing they tried before they're going to have to cut him loose. Yep. Because they're not letting him be go. There's no I think he, you can get a lot back for him. I think you can. Uh-huh. So, I'm saying Damian Lillard for Ben Simmons and some draft picks. It's not going to happen, but wow. I just randomly thought about it off the top of my head. I'm That's taking sick. Bucks versus either one of these teams in the next series. I, I agree, too. I think Milwaukee. Um, I after- think really- – I think they should be better than Bucks in the next series if they go there, but they're not. Yeah. It's not. Bucks are after after you take down the Nets like that, you're going to be super confident going into a game against a series against Philly. Yeah, and they're, they're both they're head cases. So they're both going to be played in seven games. Both teams have come, coming off a seven game series, so yeah. like the fatigue won't really matter too much. The current Philadelphia 76ers team does not match up with Milwaukee. Just like the current, the way they're playing. But I don't know. I'm excited for tonight, though. It'll be a good game. Grab some pizza, sit down, watch the game. Oh, it's a Uh, good night. Yeah, it should be fun. I think Bucks, if they face Philly, Bucks and six. They face Atlanta, Bucks and five. Yeah. But this has been a fun playoffs. It's been really exciting. It's cool to see fans in the stands again. That's really cool to see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. whether it's the right morally thing to do or not, I try to ignore that for the most part and just try to focus on there being fans of the stands again. It's cool to see. Um, yeah. Those Phoenix fans are really fun to watch. So Yeah, they are. It's it's a it's a big advantage. It's fun. Alley boys. But yeah, it's been a fun playoffs, fun episode today. Don't yeah. not sure when we'll be back. It's kinda of tough right now getting the getting the episodes out together. We both yeah. got busy stuff yeah. going on. But all of our loyal listeners. That's right, yeah. If you yeah, and like always, DM us on Instagram questions to talk about, maybe some suggestions for episodes in the off season. Yeah. Want to hear talk about stupid stupid stuff, uh, special guests, anything. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> we love all the feedback. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's been real. We'll see you guys right. uh whenever. Peace. Peace.